0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, Bridging the Gap, Real Estate for Women.
1: I really have a belief, a core belief, that for anyone that has some money available, anyone that really, truly works with the right groups and the right you know, sponsors can make a lot of money as a passive apartment syndicator.
0: As a woman in real estate, I know firsthand that women are underrepresented and still tentatively venturing into real estate investing. While that is slowly changing, my goal is to propel it forward. We can do this. I'm Atara Turski, an attorney and real estate sponsor and investor from New York City. My guest today, Trevor McGregor, has been doing real estate investing for 25 years. He parlayed his knowledge into a business of mentoring and coaching. So let's chat with him and find out all about his success and how he can help us women and men alike. Welcome, Trevor, to my show. I'm so happy to have you here today. How are you?
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm blessed and grateful, and it's wonderful to connect with you, and I just love the mission that you're on.
0: Yeah, well, you know, what I noticed for myself when I'm um, in meetings, real estate meetings and conferences, is that there's not a lot of women in this field, that there are a lot of women who might be real estate associates or brokers, but actually um purchasing and sponsoring and syndicating. There's not that many women doing that. Um, and there's not that many women even investing in an LP, kind of a limited partner capacity. So I really wanted to open this asset class to everybody. Um, I don't see why we can't and why we shouldn't. So thanks for for joining me here so that we can, you know, continue to educate because education is is just the way to really get everybody to to really buy into this, so to speak, no pun intended.
1: Well, absolutely. And I love it again, because again, I have a belief, a core belief that real estate is one of the greatest wealth vehicles on this entire planet. And given the times we're in, what's happening with the stock market, what's happening with cryptocurrency, I mean, there's a lot of craziness and volatility. And that's why I like helping women and men invest in what I call real estate. It's real. You can right. you know, kick it, tie it, fix it up, you know, put tenants in right. it, all of those things. And You know, when I take a look at even, you know, the statistics of of where people are in their journey, there's so much room for powerful women to come in here and play in this space. And I'm proof of that because I coach some powerful women all over the US as a high performance coach and mentor, you know, right now in my current client load, I've got about, you know, 30, 37 different States covered with a lot of people that are defiantly committed to not only. You know, buying real estate, but bringing others along for the ride, whether those are investors, or you're teaching someone how to underwrite, or you're teaching someone how to reach out to a broker and start a relationship. There's a ton of room for other people to come in and play this game.
0: Yeah, I think that's really true. And I think women and, uh, you know, I was reading statistically, like, why is it that women are underrepresented in in this asset class? And I think it's um, there's a lot of research that shows that women actually like to fully understand and immerse themselves and research things. Um, Not to say that men do. And obviously, I don't even like to break it up according to gender, right? Because there are different types of people in both genders. But just as a whole, that's really a women's strength. And I think that once given the tools, they really can run with it and really fully understand it because of their ability and our ability—I um, include myself—to immerse ourselves in a single-minded, focused way. So I think that there's there's a lot of power to education in that respect. So I wanna I wanna start off um, with you as a mentor because you know today everyone is calling themselves a business coach or a mentor. Um, I think the, the reason for that is because it's so needed, right? We're in a, a time where it feels like we really need help getting to where we want to be. But I think you're unique because I think that you really offer something that a lot of your competitors do not. Um, and I think that's really comes through. You're such an authentic person. So I really want to hear your story from your words. How did you get started in this field And how did you parlay this and say, "I'm going to be a business coach now, and I'm going to help others"?
1: Yeah, well, thank you, Tara. It's 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 an amazing story and an amazing journey because, you know, I'm from Vancouver, Canada. You might detect a little bit of a Canadian accent, right? (laughs) Just Just a little bit. Grew up wanting to be an NHL hockey player. All Canadian boys, you know, want to be in the NHL, and I was really good. And you know, I had the speed, but as I got to my teenage years, I didn't have the size, so. Traded in my skates for textbooks, went off to university, studied business. And just like most people, you know, once you graduate college, you find yourself going to work in corporate. So I went to work in corporate for a company in Vancouver, a hospitality company. And in, you know, 1999, which kind of dates me now, they were really impressed with all of my work. I became the executive director of operations, and they allowed me to come in and invest in their expansion plan. And I thought, well, this is my chance to get really rich, started dreaming about the houses, the cars, you know, the tropical vacations. I cashed in my 401k. I took all of my savings and I even convinced my own parents to take out a second six figure mortgage on the family home. And they loved me and they believed in me at all. I shoved all of this money into their expansion in Canada. And, you know, it was going really, really well for the first while till about 2001 Right around the time the planes hit the towers in New York, the whole world stopped and we were expanding so quickly. People were scared, they didn't know what was going to happen. To make a long story short, I lost all of that money. Wow. Expansion failed. I lost everything. So there I was broke. You know, I gained 25 pounds and it caused a huge rift in my marriage. So I was at a very low point. And when anyone's at a low point, what do you do? Well, you go seek guidance. And thank God for me, I found a coach. And that coach said, Trevor, you're a young man. You're married. You have two beautiful children. You got to get up, dust yourself off and keep on going. And I said, I know, but I'll, I don't know I'm going to pay off all these loans. And that's when he said one thing to me that changed my life forever. He said, have you ever thought of investing in real estate? I said, real <laughs> estate? I don't know anything about real estate. He said, you can use oh, other God. people's <laughs> money, go hey. buy a property, fix it up. Either refinance it or sell it or do something. And, you know, my back was up against the wall. And that's how I got into real estate. I started to buy little condos, townhomes. Then I bought my first duplex and I finally figured out what cash flow was. Then I started to buy more duplexes, more fourplexes. And in a very short amount of time, just two and a half years, not only was I able to pay back my failed loans, but I had a beautiful cash flowing portfolio on top of it. And yes, I paid my parents back in full. And that's when people started to come to me and say, Trevor, you're buying these properties. Can you show us how you're doing it? It was literally my son's baseball coach, my other son's soccer coach. And so I started these informal little, you know, kind of mini masterminds and taught them what to do in a relatively short amount of time. They went out and bought their first property. They went out and bought their first property. And that's when the coaching bug bit. So that's how I got into really starting to help and mentor and coach people in real estate
0: wow it's a great story and um you say something interesting so you started in uh, the single family residential space which a lot of people i know do i actually i tell the story of putting myself through law school flipping hud homes here in the new york area um so i totally get that but for anyone who's trying to get to the next level and i'm curious as to your thoughts on this when did you say you know this single family residential it's too hard to scale I, I got to do it some other way. So what? how did that come into play?
1: Well, it really came into play as I started to coach more people and they started to, you know, really see that owning single family was good, but it wasn't great, right? It's, it's like the book, Good to Great, where once a tenant moves out, you got to go in and repaint it and refloor it and refix it up and do all that. And the profit goes away. And that's when I met a guy by the name of Joe Fairless. And if you're familiar with Joe Fairless, you sure. know, <laughs> he literally when i met him and i started coaching him back in 2013 he owned four single family homes in texas worth 60,000 bucks a piece and every wow. time a tenant would move out you know he'd get mad and he'd lose all his profit so we really started talking about scaling with another vehicle called apartments or doing multifamily yeah. syndication and literally you know if you know his story and i've been coaching him every year since 2013 he's gone wow. from owning four single family homes in texas now having over 2 billion, yes, with a B, $2 billion worth of assets under management. So not only have we bought, you know, correct? Yeah, it's crazy. And so that was when, you know, I started investing in the US, and I started to put my money into Texas, into Florida, into the Carolinas, bought Nashville. And so now I am absolutely, you know, convinced That there are, you know, better asset classes like multifamily syndication to really come in either as a general partner and participate, or even as a limited partner and just invest and let some other people do the heavy lifting, where I again, I go back to real estate is, you know, the vehicle of choice for us.
0: Yes. Well, you know, I always tell women. Some of them will say to me, "You know, I worked really hard. I put myself through law school. I put myself through medical school. I I like what I do. I don't want to quit my job." I say, "You don't have to." And that's where the limited partner comes in. And I'd love you to explain that a little bit because I think that um, women don't realize that there is a whole vehicle. To invest in called LP, right? Yep. And you really don't have to do anything except make sure, and this isn't a big except that you're investing with the right sponsor. And that's, I think, very, very important. But I'd love to hear your take on, on being a limited partner and what that entails.
1: Well, absolutely. And so as I started to coach Joe and other people, and now, you know, I think my claim to fame is I've done well over 30,000 coaching sessions which is an actual statistic. So I'd have to be an idiot at this stage, not to be able to explain to women and men, you know, what this is all about. But I think people really, you know, that saying, you don't know what you don't know until you know, right. It'd be right. like you going to law school. You didn't know what you knew until you knew. Well, there's this thing called becoming a limited partner, right. Where if we've got a working woman or maybe she's a mom or maybe she's, you know, doing something as an entrepreneur where they can take a little bit of money you know, and literally put it into a group called a syndication where you've got a really good sponsor finding the deal, negotiating the deal, um, doing due diligence on the deal, and then buying. And the limited partner, the woman, the mom, the, the entrepreneur can put some money into that and then ultimately participate in the growth of that profitability usually on a five-year term. So most deals we do, an LP puts their money into a deal, and then we go in and we fix up that apartment, we bump the rents, we reskin the pool, we put in dog parks, we put in you know, covered parking in places like Texas that allow us to really you know, make more money on that apartment, and then the mom or the woman or the entrepreneur gets a share of that. So you know, what I love doing is helping people earn what I call mailbox money where they get a preferred return of a certain amount you know, delivered by check or an electronic deposit every single month for five right. years. And then at the end of that five years, not only do they get their money back, but ultimately they get to participate in the disposition or the sale of that property where a lot of the profits flow to them as well. So right. again, all of this is done passively, right? All of this is done without doing any heavy lifting. And I'm telling you, People don't know that this is available and they're putting money into their 401k or they're putting money into stocks or they're thinking of buying a franchise, all of that. That's a bunch of nonsense when we have become a renter's nation. And I'm telling you, home affordability is getting further and further from young couples and they prefer to live in apartments. So I really have a belief, a core belief, that for anyone that has some money available, Anyone that really truly works with the right groups and the right you know, sponsors can make a lot of money as a passive apartment syndicator.
0: You know, I agree. And what I love about real estate investing, especially passively, is that it really frees up your time. I always say, um, you know, my, my company is Ascendo Capital Investments. And for me, my whole work is to teach people the power of time. Because when you invest wisely, you free up your time to do the things that you love with the people that you love. And I think that can't be said enough because, you know, as a woman, like we are wearing so many hats, doing so many jobs, being caregivers to so many people, we just don't have enough time. And if we can earn passive income, we can actually get our time back. And I think there's something really, really, really powerful about that. And I know that you are somebody who subscribes to, to, you know, I, I think you call it the five freedoms that you, so I'd love to hear more about that.
1: I love it, Atari. We're singing from the same song sheet. I love you <laughs> already. And I'm telling you, man, this, this just needs to get out to more people because I have a core belief as well after my journey and being in corporate and becoming a father and a husband and an investor and a coach and a speaker that, you know, when we really boil it down to everything, we're all after the same five things and it's what we call the five freedoms. And I'd love to go through them because if I, if I really label them you know, and tell them to you and the audience, I think everyone's going to find, man, some familiarity in it that they want to move towards it. So without delay, the first one is what I call financial freedom, right? Let's get that money thing handled. Let's get some active income and some passive income coming in and start creating that little nest egg so that, you know, we can really build our financial future, you know, one day at a time. And, you know, my coach and mentor, Tony Robbins, you know, he has this great quote where he says that people often overestimate what they can do in a year, but they underestimate what they can do in two, three, five, 10 years or more. And that's what we're talking about here. This isn't a, a get rich thing. It was, it's really about investing in yourself so that you can move towards financial freedom. Does that resonate with you?
0: What you're saying to me is there's a steady that needs to happen, a consistency and a constant and a steadiness. And when you do that, then you will be successful.
1: Absolutely spot on, but you got to take intelligent and inspired action and get in the game. And I think that's what you're here promoting. And that takes us to number two. And you've already said it because the second of the five freedoms is time freedom, right? Once you get a little bit more financial freedom, you do get some time to go do the things you want with the people you want where you want and why you want, right? So once we work towards time freedom, right? And we were moving towards financial freedom, both of those, the third one is what I call geographic freedom or location freedom, right? So once you have some money and you've got some time, you can go out there and travel, you know, this beautiful country, or you can travel internationally to anywhere you want on this beautiful blue marble. So financial freedom, time freedom, and location freedom or geographical freedom are the first three, But the final two are near and dear to my heart even more because number four is what I call freedom to impact. Freedom to impact. That is, once you got some money, time, and you can go anywhere, you can start to do things that really, you know, do good things for people in the planet. So maybe you do some mission work, maybe you go, you know, work with some charities of choice. But I, along with my wife Lisa, we're big into impact. We are not here for any other reason than to help other people, help other people. And once we do that, you know, it leads to number five, and then I'll let you reflect on all of it because number (laughs) five is what I call freedom of relationships, freedom of relationships, not freedom from, but freedom of where once you have financial freedom, time freedom, geographical freedom, and you're making impact, you find other relationships with like-minded people like you and perhaps myself where you build community and tribe and elevate each other's emotions and lift each other up. Right. Because I think even more now than ever, especially with the pandemic and you know, where the world's at, we need community, we need tribe. And I really have a core belief that we are all better together. So to recap financial freedom, time, freedom, geographical freedom, freedom to impact and yes, freedom of relationships. What do you think?
0: I I mean, I love it. I love the way you set it up because it reminds me, you know, of Maslow's hierarchy in which, Mm -hmm. you know, the bottom of your pyramid, you need to have food and be clothed and have a place to live before you can go on to the things that in life that are really important, like finding meaning, right? Um, And being impactful. I think everybody wants to be impactful. I think this is why there's so many coaches out there, right? Because people are hungry and yearning to do more to have a more meaningful life. But they don't have the time (laughs) to do it because they're so busy chasing their tail, having a job, having kids, taking care of parents, whatever it is that they're doing, that they really don't have the time. And they don't have the time to travel. I interviewed a, a wonderful woman, Sarah Weaver. I don't know if you know her, but she's um, also a real estate entrepreneur and she considers herself a nomad. Like she literally set up a home. Okay, you can't do that when you have kids, but um, it's really amazing how she just traveled, you know, six continents and can do her real estate from anywhere. So what you're really reminding everybody is that we want to do good things. We want to lead meaningful lives. We want to travel. We want to have time. Here's how we can really get there. But I want to emphasize, because I love the way you said this, and I want to repeat it. It bears repeating. This is not like a quick get rich scheme. You know, there's so many out there. Real estate is not one of them. Real estate is really something that you have to plug at and work at, and slowly, slowly it will build. And you have to have patience. So what do you say to people who are getting into the market now, where it seems like such a difficult time where, you know, I hear people saying, oh, the time has passed, you know, the market was great. Now it's horrible. What do you say to those people?
1: Yeah, I'm saying that, you know what, it's interesting to hear what the, you know, dialogue and the dynamics are of people that think they're too late to get into real estate, right? Yes. There's that old saying that the best time to buy real estate was yesterday, but the next best time to buy real estate today is, is really true. And I'm of the core belief that there are still amazing opportunities that come up every day. I mean, I'll give you an example because some people have a belief that all the good deals are gone or, right. you know, all the greatest deals are cherry picked by the bigger firms or, you know, it's too risky because of interest rates and inflation. So what's happening is they're building a belief of negativity, or they're building a belief that moves them further away from, you know, having a belief that, you know, today, someone is going to sell their apartment building that they've been holding on to for 30 years. And, you know, they're going to, you know, want to get rid of it, and we get to buy it. Or today, somebody is going to want to move from a colder climate, maybe they want to move from New York, to Florida, and they're going to sell their property. Or today, somebody's going to get a divorce. Or today, somebody is going to get diagnosed with heaven forbid heart can- heart disease or cancer. And those people are constantly putting things on the market every day, and those deals come up for investors like us to go in and help them solve their problem, which is selling their asset. We buy it, we fix it up, and we bring investors in to help us do that. So for anybody that thinks you know negatively or it's not going to work for me. I'm telling you, people have been buying real estate for hundreds, if not thousands of years. I mean, people have been going to war over land. Right. So right. I really have right. this belief. Yeah. I really right. have this belief that we are not late to the party, that I'll be investing in real estate for the next two, three, five, 10, 20, 30, 40 years.
0: Yeah. Well, I also think that people um, tell themselves the truth that they want to believe. So mm-hmm. if they, want to not do this because the truth is change is hard, right? It's easier to keep doing what you're doing. It's easier to complain about your job, to complain you don't have enough money, to complain, complain, complain. It's just easier. But if you want to do it, you will find a way. And I think so. What I am seeing is that the market conditions now will weed out the people who really want to do it and who really persevere and who really show up and are persistent from those who are just talking like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to own a building and collect rent? Yeah, it actually would be, but it doesn't actually work just like that. So I think you really have to have a belief in yourself and that becomes actualized.
1: Well, you're spot on about that. And again, it goes back to, you know, being curious about real estate, being fascinated and not being intimidated because a lot of people think, oh my God, I don't understand all the terminology. I don't really understand how it works. And you know, what if I lose money? Like what if I invest with the wrong group and my money goes away, which is possible, but I'm telling you, there are other people out there that do this for a living that have a corporate background, right? And then they went part-time in corporate until they could become full-time in real estate. And my gosh, I mean, I coach powerful couples all over the US. I coach tons of sponsors and general partners and people that are doing this. And not only are they doing this, but they're doing this with, you know, synergy where when you buy certain properties and then you get the benefit of say, you know, consolidating your insurance, your costs go down. Same thing with property management, your costs go down. So you really want to find people that are already doing this and have been doing it with success so that you can come in and kind of almost like plug and play. And you don't need to know all the terminology, But you do need to, you know, start to learn some of it so that at least you can speak intelligently when you start looking at, you know, how the whole process works.
0: So to that end, education, um, can you give us an example of a recent property that you bought and like what the cash on cash was and the IRR and define those terms for our audience? That would be great.
1: Yeah, there's a ton of different terms. And, and again, there's a ton of different metrics like cash on cash, IRR, NOI, all of these different things. And you know there's this really nice thing called the real estate dictionary. So if you really plug it in to Google and pull that up, you can find the you know specific definitions. But these are just metrics that allow us to say, you know what, if we're gonna get like a certain return, there's a cash on cash. So what you invest and what you're gonna spit out you know, might be, I don't know, 15, 16, 18%, the IRR 18 to IRR 18, 19, 20, 22%, somewhere in there. But I don't get caught up in too much of that. I really like to remind myself that percentages are cool, but looking at the dollar figures is even cooler. So if I'm getting, say, an 8% preferred return every single month, I want to know, well, how much money is coming to me every single month passively? Or, if I'm participating in a, a cash out refi, so let's say there's a five-year play on an apartment building that we buy, but we go and we fix it up and we rebrand it and we go back to the bank and maybe we get our cash refinanced, say two or three years in, some of that money that I've invested comes back as an LP and some of that money might stay in until you know the fifth year and then I get it back and I might you know double my money. And that's the beautiful thing is the better job we do operating the property, the better job we do, you know, bringing money back to the investors. So all of that is just a bunch of, you know, technical terms for how this is all measured and what comes back to us as LPs or limited partners.
0: Okay. So I know you're um, usually successful and, and that's amazing. Tell me, though, because I always believe that you can learn from things that go wrong. So when you started out, I'm sure that everything didn't go perfectly from the get go. Is there something, a mistake you made that you learned from that you can say, wow, that really propelled me to the next level, even though at the time it was so completely horrible?
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, just like my journey, you know, back in corporate where I invested all that money and lost it, it was really a life lesson that, you know, you got to really, you know, educate yourself, find the right people don't rush into things. And I think that that's just it. I think that, you know, in my early days, I bought on emotion, right, where I found an apartment or, you know, I'm also in other asset classes too, like self storage. You know, we own a, a 1900 acre hemp farm in Colorado, we've invested in, you know, retreat centers in Costa Rica, my wife and I are shareholders in a company as far away as Australia. And I'm telling you, we didn't get there in a straight line, it was like up, and down and a loop de loop. And we lost a bunch of money. And we rushed in and made an emotional decision instead of a really crunching the numbers. And we didn't do our due diligence. And we found that you know we were buying things that really weren't up to snuff with the roof and the foundation and the air conditioning right. and all that. And you learn as you go. And all of those life lessons become money lessons that you don't make the second time over. right? So when I say that We've had some phenomenal success, you know, investing all over, you know, America and all over the globe. It hasn't been without really, really, you know, some, you know, street lessons and life lessons where we've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in deals instead of, you know, making what we thought we would. And and that's just part of the game. And I think as a limited partner, you know, powerful women coming in, they can avoid making those mistakes by working with the right teams and the right
0: people. Yes. I was going to say that I was going to say you know losing hundreds of thousands of dollars is not for everyone. It's certainly not for the faint of heart, and not everybody has an entrepreneurial mindset, which is totally fine. Um, as a limited partner, you really are not absorbing the risk in quite the same way as you would a sponsor or general partner. So um, I want to throw that out there, but I agree with you. I think that along the road of anybody who has been successful is is so many bumps and. Yeah. Nobody ever sees that on the outside, they just see, like, oh, she has this, he has that. <laughs> um, yeah. but they don't see what happened along the way for you to get there, and I'm sure it's still happening, right? Like, as successful as you are, you still make mistakes because that. absolutely, that's so nice. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. That's you just-
1: know what? I, I believe in, in, and again, because I've done coaching and, and I've been in the space so long. You know, I really believe that problems or challenges are the universe's way of getting you to figure things out and build what I call incredible muscle, right? Because if everyone could do it in a straight line, everyone would quit their job. Everyone would become a real estate investor. And that's all we do. But there are bumps in the road. There's challenges. There's hiccups. There's, you know, things that can go wrong. I mean, we've had, you know, apartment buildings catch on fire. We've had cars drive right through the lobby and into the pool. I mean, you know, you name it we've seen it and again it doesn't phase me anymore in fact i welcome the challenges you know because i know i'm going to build muscle along the way and and that's why we have coaches right for you yes. to do it alone is one thing but for you to find a real powerful coach or teacher or mentor or accountability partner and remember not all coaches are created equal like you said yes. anyone can call himself a coach yeah. but you're really looking for someone who's already done what it is you want to do Does that make sense?
0: Yes, it makes perfect sense. So I would love you to tell our audience where to find you because I um, am sold on you. I think you're fantastic. I think you're cut above. Like you really separate yourself from others in this field. Um, And and I think everyone can see that just by by talking to you and seeing you. So tell us where is a good place to find you.
1: Well, thank you very much. And, And again, congratulations to you on the work you're doing to bring more women into this space because I'm telling you, there's a ton of room for powerful women to come in and join us in this journey. And for people that want to reach out, you can find me at my website, which is trevormcgregor.com. Or if you want to you know, get into my eight-week coaching program, which is heavily built around mindset and what it takes to become you know, a powerful investor, I believe that success is 80% mindset and 20% going out there and doing it. You can find me at coachwithtrevor.com so coachwithtrevor.com will get you to a place where you can learn a little bit more about who i am, what i do. There's a, you know, 30-minute webinar that really explains the five key reasons why investors fail to scale in real estate. That's absolutely free of charge. And then if you want to learn more about my 8-week program, it's called The Investor's Edge. How to get the competitive edge in business, real estate and life, and it's a powerful 8 weeks where you come in and you work, you know, personally with me to help you to grow and get to that next level where you unleash your real estate opportunities.
0: Amazing. So Trevor, just to be clear, is that directly, you say they work directly with you. Is that live uh, sessions with Trevor,
1: right? It is. There's an eight week program full of different modules on goal setting, you know, time management mastery, how to negotiate better, how to become a better communicator. And it's for limited partners as much as it is for, you know, people that are already working actively. And so all of those modules come to you, but you get me live every week for a group Q&A. It's called Ask Coach T Anything, where people come to me and they can bring me anything that they need to help them get unstuck and move forward. And I've also got something pretty cool called my Real Estate Power Talks. And Real Estate Power Talks are me interviewing some of the top partners that I've worked with in the real estate syndication space, where they reveal you know their biggest successes, their biggest failures, their challenges and really their journey that they took to get to where they are. And there's powerful men and women that come in and share their secrets to success.
0: I love that. Well, thanks so much for coming on and for sharing with my audience. I really appreciate it. And I think yeah, you're just a wealth of great information and you're just lovely to speak with. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you. And just as we wrap up here, there's two things I'll leave the audience with, and that is, you know, check in with your hunger, right? How hungry are you for success? How hungry are you to take that you know, financial burden that most people have and do something now so that you can build you know, the benefits and compound later? So check in with your hunger. The second thing I'll say is check in with your passion, right? Life is a journey. And I want you to just understand that those who get into this real estate space, it's like something that you get really passionate about like you and I are, and you meet great people along the way. So the more hungry you are, the more passion you bring, the more opportunity for you to have success in real estate.
0: I love that. I love that because, you know, I do believe that passion really produces results yeah. and that don't go into it if you don't feel good about it, like in your heart. That's it. <laughs> so. That's it. Okay. So thank you so much. Bye for now.
1: Take care. Bye for now.